0: I'm an entrepreneur, love property, I love business, I love entrepreneurship. I've got a fantastic business called Assets for Life, the UK's leading property business and wealth training organisation.
1: The art of good business is being a good middleman. Would you agree with that? And
0: is that what you see yourself as, is pulling all of the people together? I've always just loved bringing people together and creating value. And I'm really good at coming up with great ideas mm-hmm. and I'm really good at then building a team and getting people to implement, but I guess Get bored quite quickly, and then I just want to get onto that next deal because that's really for me where I really thrive and I get excited about the challenge and negotiating. And I spent years doing everything on my own or trying to do it on my own. You know, I had some really big successes, also had some huge failures. I'm not a detail type person. I'm more a visionary, strategy based. That's really where I spend a lot of my time is working on vision and strategy and ideas. And as soon as I have an idea or there's an idea that's been created how can we scale that fast who's smarter than me that doing that thing and who do I need to go and pay and who do I need to go and find and get them to do most of the work so
1: being a visionary and a strategist and the ideas man don't like the detail and you probably don't maybe like the execution yeah like me you know I love the ideas I love the visionary get bored very very quickly how do you and find the right people to hand it over to that's always one of the biggest challenges Richard Branson's been able to do it successfully jump from business to business to business and put in great teams. Do you have a knack and a skill of putting in somebody that
0: can see it through for you? And how do you go about approaching that? Building teams is not necessarily easy. It's a lot of fun, but it certainly comes with its challenges. It Mm. comes with its headaches. You have to be pretty versatile and thick skinned to be able to deal with humans on that scale, Mm. right? Because humans are quite difficult to work with. They're hard to motivate and they've got their own agendas and they want to do their own thing. So, there are some things that I feel I've done over my decades of being in business. So, number one is what is your vision statement for your company? People really want to feel like they're part of something really special. So, by having that vision statement for your company, you can then create a really great culture, really good set of principles, and have a mission statement, a legacy statement you know, what's your ultimate legacy? Then, what I feel is really important is to have a set of values. And this is really what your business can be built on is your values. And I would keep your values to around three to seven values. And then really, what do you stand for? And what do you stand against? Before you start recruiting anyone, or before you want to really go and build a great team, as the business owner, I just feel it's really important that you have a firm foundation of who you are, exactly what you do, what your unique selling points are, and you as the business owner are crystal clear at the value, where you are now, but more importantly, where are you going to be in three years? Where are you going to be in five years? Where could you be in 25 years? And then once you've got that foundation, it's almost like your business becomes a magnet for people that want to be part of something special. It's really important to be patient when building teams. I go through some bad apples to find the good ones, not to be disheartened. And I've got a saying, hire fast and fire faster. In my companies, we have something called the three month rule. And it's really cool, right? Because we know as a business and all my team know that we have to allow somebody at least 12 weeks to even start to have an understanding of every part of the business or what they need to do in their job role. So we need to give those people that time, 12 weeks, to be able to make mistakes, not quite understand things correctly. And then that allows me and my senior team to also be patient. One thing that I find with many business owners and this is a huge failure when building teams is that you hire people, you have a conversation with them and then you expect them just to know what to do. And what a lot of business owners do not do is arm their staff members with the correct resources, processes, protocols, tools, and enough staff training for them to feel really confident in their role so they thrive rather than just survive in your business, because we want people to thrive. Every single person in my organisation, we don't base it on tasks, we base it on projects. So they become focused on projects rather than feeling they're just like driven by 50 tasks a day. So we really get them, Joseph, to um, take ownership of their position. We really allow people in our team to have a voice so they can be heard. You know, we really want people that are creative because I don't have all the ideas. I might be leading the ship, but I also look to the team. You know, I've got great people working for me. They come up with some amazing ideas. And if let's say you work for me, Joseph, or someone in here was to work for me, for example, and you come up with an idea and we implement that idea in the business, that person feels really valued. And then certainly if it goes to plan, yeah, you know, and then we celebrate and make them feel really, really special. So culture is really important. Energy, I believe, is really important. You want to hire people that are solution-based type people. Didn't you hate like a gossiper or someone that's so negative? Like if you want to work in my organisation, you've got to have energy. It's a way of life. Assets for life is a way of life. And it's not for everyone. And that's cool. We also go through quite a string. An interview process before we hire people.
1: You know, many people do just start and find themselves waking up two or three years, five years down the line of, right, like, what is it that I've actually built? You know, what mm. have I actually created? It's really important to remind yourself that as frequently as you possibly can. I'm forever going on that journey to just make sure that I'm aligned because time is the most valuable thing and, yeah. you know, you don't want to waste it doing something that you hate. You used to have a business in solar and you yeah. saw an opportunity with sales and marketing. Why did you do that?
0: What opportunity
1: did you see? and how do you approach sales and marketing in your organisation
0: to scale? Let's talk about sales and marketing. Typically the areas where business owners are scared the most or they're not good at it. When it comes to sales and marketing, I I truly believe they are the most important things in any business. Marketing in its most simplest form really is sales. Marketing is sales, sales is marketing. They go hand in hand. Marketing is what's going to get people to your front door. It's a great way to generate leads and then it's really important to have an auto automated process in place, highly skilled individuals, either yourself or ideally someone else, that then can convert those leads into paying customers for the long term. And in today's marketplace, I feel it's never been easier before actually to generate leads and Mm -hmm. to get sales in your business. You can really scale really, really fast if you nail these things. In my business at the moment, one of my businesses, we do on average 132,000 pounds a month on ad spend, Mm -hmm. but that generates, in the region of about a million pound a month in sales. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, well, what do you have to put in the funnel to get out of the funnel? Obviously, that's not a million pound profit. I wish it was, but it's not. But what do you have to put into what do you have to get out, right? And obviously, that takes some time, and you've got to test, and you've got to tweak, and you've got to be clear on your message. So when it comes to sales and marketing, who's your avatar? Do you know, and I'm sure lots of you do, but it's good for reinforcement, who your ideal avatar is? What's their names? What do they look like? How much money do they earn? What are they looking for? So it's really important to know your avatar. Once you know your avatar, then you can go out to the marketplace with clear messages. And there's, you know, there's click funnels and there's automation and every single business could be, doesn't matter what business you're in, you can have lead magnets, you could be investing. So investing into marketing, in today's world, you can use Facebook ads, Google, TikTok. It can really transform um, any, any, any business. How have I always loved sales and marketing? Well, I've pretty much been selling stuff ever since I was in the playground. I was a door knocker for Zen. Zenith Windows at the age of 13, 14, 15, 16. Ran out of college after three weeks doing some GMVQ, which I hated. Became a full time door knocker for Zenith Windows. Became a great door knocker. I was actually the, the UK's number one door canvasser for many, many years. So you're a hardcore, hardcore, you're a, you're like, a super resilient yeah, like, guy. Yeah, like I really enjoy yeah. having thousands of doors slammed in my <laughs> face, right? There's just something really great about having no's. You know, I really embrace a knowing business. Go for no. Yeah, I just know the more no's you get, the closer you are to a yes. And I think, you know what, doing that at the age of 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18, it really showed me how to build desire in like less than four seconds, Mm -hmm. right? How to overcome objections, how to, in a matter of minutes, get someone to listen to you and and really be able to build instant rapport with someone in just a few moments. So that really helped me with that. And, And then you were talking about, I had a renewable energy. Business. I don't know how to fit a solar panel. My crew knew how to do that. I spent like 12, 13 years overseas and I had a a lead generation business. I had 170 staff, but people on dialers pretty much 24 hours a day, right? I lived in Hong Kong, Singapore, Switzerland, Spain, South Africa for three and a half years. I had different satellite offices. And then, really, what happened in 2008 with the crash, that whole lead generation model collapsed. What I used to sell a lead for 50 quid or 60 quid, I couldn't sell for a fiver. And that business. Sort of evaporated right so what happened and i don't know if anyone's been here but I, I had these great businesses i made a lot of money i used to party hard i used to have this great lifestyle make money and spend money and then something would go wrong i'd make some mistakes or the market would change and then i'd have no money again and i'm like wow oh. And then I'd have to build it up again. Now, once you know how to make a million, if you lose it, you can make it back Mm. fast, right? So, um, but you don't want to keep doing that. That's not a smart thing to do because eventually you die and you don't want to die with no money, right? So, But this is what kept happening to me, right? I moved back to the UK in 2014. thought, you know what, I'm going to come back to UK. Got an office in Chelmsford, Sprint Energy Solutions, three and a half thousand square foot, kitted it all out, massively invested into it. Big call center. I eventually had 115 people. I had energy assessors going out into the houses. We had the shopping centres wrapped up, installing a a fantastic renewable energy product. And then as some of you may know that the tariffs started to drop. I got in it number one too late. I overexposed myself as a business owner. I made some fatal, fatal errors, some schoolboy errors as a business owner, which ultimately I lost that business and, (laughs) and needed to close it. I've tried. I've succeeded I've failed and maybe I just need to get out of my own way I need, mm-hmm. I need to get advice from someone else and I just started to hang around really successful positive people my mentors were telling me what to do and how to do it how to find the right deals how to fund the right deals how to use none of your own money how to systemize the business and I made a promise in September 2015 that I was going to be 100% all in and dedicated. At building a very successful property portfolio. And I said to myself, I'm going to go for one year. I'm not going to chase the shiny penny. I'm going to commit. I've just done 25 large in training. I've got a good skill set. I'm a confident guy, but I'm going to listen to my mentor. And slowly but surely, things started to come really good. I got my first deal, 30 days. Second deal, 60 days. I'm sitting down December 25th, 2015, with Holly and my great kids, having just secured my third high cash flowing property deal. And you know what? Like I started to see light at the end of the tunnel. So how did we get there? Determination, risk, You can't have all the reward without an element of risk. I'll risk it, I'll put my balls on the line. And I said, look, I'm going all in with this stuff. And then I listened, and then I was open-minded. It was like being back at school. I just did what my, my mentor told me.